0: was during a place that I was not making contact. Okay. It was a job loss and I was, I thought I was hitting well, but apparently I was swinging and missing. Obviously I was thinking, Bruce, how are you going to be strong? How are you going to, how are you going to make contact? You know, when you're maybe in a new batter's box or trying you know, you got to find a new team. Right. And I wrote the word vertically. I just looked at it and very easily, just in a moment's time, I wrote a word for each of the letters in the word strong, stand tall, Remain optimistic now.
1: Go for it. Have you ever done anything for 420 consecutive days other than brushing your teeth? Well, Bruce Pulver has. On this episode, Bruce is our guest. He is an author, a TEDx speaker, and an acrostic extraordinaire. We're going to talk about pressure, P-R-E-S-S-U-R-E, and acrostics. I'll let you look that one up. Talk about stress. Bruce has been laid off more than once, and he handled the pressure with eaves. Well, maybe there was a little bit of stress. Speaking of acrostics, the flagship pulver acrostic is Stand tall, remain optimistic, now go for it. We'll answer these questions. How do you handle pressure? Does pressure matter? Is your pressure worse than anyone else's? Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just Make Contact podcast. And I've got something exciting for you today. If you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a business person, a parent, maybe you're retired, you're going to want to listen to this podcast because we're going to talk about pressure. We're going to talk about ways to just get uh, out of a slump and just make contact. So thank you for joining me today. I've got a special guest who I'll be introducing In just a minute, and um, I want to remind you, it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe or follow or like or even leave a comment on this podcast. Uh, I take all the reviews very seriously and try to respond to all of them. But I want to set the stage for a minute and take us back to December 11th, 2011. This was a, a very important day in the life of Baylor University. This is the day that Robert Griffin III, now known as, well, I guess he was known then as RG3, but now known as RG3, won the Heisman Trophy. And we all know that the Heisman Trophy is, uh, designates the best player in college football for that year. And, And most people were just honored to have, most Baylor alumni, I should say, were just honored to have RG3 nominated, but he actually won. And he won and he gave a great speech and, and that speech has always stuck with me. And I've got a couple little uh, quotes from the speech and it's, uh, you know, not the full speech, so don't worry. But one of the things he's, or some of the things he said were great things don't happen without hard work. The hotter the heat, the harder the steel, no pressure, no diamonds, we compete, we win. And that quote has just always, always stuck with me, that that speech, I should say. So we're going to talk about no pressure, no ti- diamonds today. We're going to talk about pressure and how you can overcome pressure and, and ways to just make contact. Remember, just make contact is synonymous for just getting out of a slump or just getting something done or just getting starting exercise. So we're going to talk about that today. But first, I want to introduce... My guest, my friend, Bruce Pulver. Uh, Bruce and I met last year, a little bit over a year ago, on another podcast that I have with uh, my, my friend, lifelong friend, Marcus Ellis, called Strike Accord Live Podcast. Um, Bruce resides in the Atlanta area, which happens to be where yours truly was born. He's got a book, uh, Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter. And we'll talk a little bit about that. He does acrostics. So every day, if you follow him or follow his his handles on social media, you'll see a new acrostic, which is a word written uh, diagonally. Is that right? Diagonally or oh, uh, cool. vertically, vertically, man. What was I thinking? All right, vertically. <laughs> and then with a little poem, if you will. So uh, he also has a podcast. Can I have a word with you with a co-host, Heather Carter? And he's a TEDx speaker. Which is very exciting. He's a father. He's a husband. So, hey, Bruce, thank you for joining us today. Can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Bruce Pulver, and what are you up to these days?
0: Well, Colin, it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. I consider this an honor to be part of your podcast, and looking forward to our conversation. So, Bruce, who's Bruce Pulver? Well, you're right. I'm a father, uh, two daughters. Uh, almost the second one's almost out of college finishing up her master's degree in sports management. Our oldest is a doctor in physical therapy. So very proud of what they've done um, on their own with, uh, with my wife and I kind of guiding as, as best we can, you know, just to try to stay positive and, and all those kind of things. So I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father of two, and I'm a guy that's kind of on a journey. I'm, a, I'm on a journey to, to every day, try to get closer and reach more of my potential. And that's a struggle. That's a journey. And with that, though, I I try to help others and bring them along with me in that journey. So um, just trying to be the person that God intended me to be and be on his path. And with that, I I believe what he's gifted me with is, you know, that desire, that passion to just be a a little bit better uh, each day as I'm on the journey to, you know, be the person he intends me to be.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's, that is that uh, is so good. And that's something we can all strive for and all work on. So let's talk about the acrostics. What's up with that? You've been doing them for a long time now. It's got to be demanding, but tell us a little bit about, you know, the the genesis and, and why you do that. Yeah. So what became a
0: quirky thing or was a quirky thing kind of became kind of a gift. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to the very beginning of this process of writing, and it was during a struggle. It was during a place that I was not making contact, okay? It was a job loss, and I was—I thought I was hitting well, but apparently I was swinging and missing. And, you know, those things happen, right? They happen in the, in the world where companies downsize, and they look anyway. So during that process, like virtually the day after this, you know, this layoff announcement, um, I woke up one morning and just looked at a word. It was a single word that pounded in my head, and that word was strong. Obviously, I was thinking, Bruce, how are you going to be strong? How are you going to kind of how are you going to make contact? You know, when you're maybe in a new batter's box or trying, you know, got to find a new team, right? Um, and I wrote the word vertically. I just looked at it, and very easily, just in a moment's time, I wrote a word for each of the letters in the word strong. Stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. And it didn't change anything physically. It didn't give me a job. It didn't write my resume. It didn't have a bunch of incoming calls into my voicemail that people wanted to hire me. But what it did do was sort of force me to think about what do I need to do next? I need to be strong. And it was just the letters that explained how I would go about that that day. Okay. No big deal, right? Wow. Okay. Well, that continued that process every morning for 420 mornings, I got a new word when I woke up. It was like a divine download. You know, today will be awesome. A wonderful experience shall overwhelm my expectations. I just wrote it vertically and then boom, those were the words. So it kind of became kind of weird. Like,
1: is this crazy? <laughs> you know, right? I'm doing acrostics every day for crying out loud. What's going
0: Ooh. on? You better get a job, dude, because this yeah. crossing thing... So here's what happened though. The magic started happening, Colin, when I started sharing these messages out to friends in my small community, whether it was just texting to friends or maybe posting one on a social media post. And the feedback was amazing, unexpectedly amazing. Like I needed that today or thanks for writing. You know, great, get ready, expect a terrific day. Boom, I needed to think about have. And the one that really triggered it for me and I'll share this and I'll move on, was a dear friend of mine is a pediatric heart surgeon. So if you think about what those guys do and those gals do every day, it's a little bit different than, you know, showing up to the, to the gig and, you know, making sure the emails are right or get your proposal. These guys are taking life into their hands and they're doing it with, with infants. And this guy operates on hearts, the size of walnuts. And one night he messaged me and he said, thank you for the word today. And I didn't remember what it was. And he said, I was getting ready to scrub for a surgery. Your word came in and I needed it. And it helped me get through the day. And the word was simply calm, catch a little moment. Yeah. And when I got that back from him, um, the realization of the impact that this possibly could have outside of me made it a nonstop effort. I, I had to keep going.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's so awesome. And I I want to emphasize also, I'm going to see how many times I can say awesome in this, in this episode, but um, I want to emphasize speaking of words, I've used it like 10 times already. Um, you, you lost your job. You were laid off. You woke up the next morning, you started something, right? You started, the word was strong. Right. Um, you, you started. And then the next day, you started again, right? You kept going. You just made contact. Then you shared it out to the community. And then you impact a pediatric heart surgeon. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell anybody listening to this or watching this right now I, I see his acrostics every day, LinkedIn and Instagram. I see him in both places. And um, I only like them sometimes because so I don't want him to think I'm stalking him too much, you know, but they're all great. A word written with a little poem encouraging inspirational and it's it's really good stuff so um let's then talk a little bit about the quote that i mentioned from rg3 from baylor university i know that you're not a baylor fan probably but uh the quote was very impactful to me what does it mean to you
0: yeah we've gotta we gotta do hard things the easy things have already been done and the really okay so let's change that up a bit we have to do hard things. What if we changed that and said we get to do hard things? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's like a mindset. And in order for things to change, like I think what he was saying there is that we should, we can't expect things to come easy. And that should be the joy in the work, because the the outcome isn't really what should we should be looking at. It should be that we have to work hard. And if we own that, we can we can separate ourselves from those that don't. And I'm not saying it's a better than or anything like that, but we have to lean into, and I hate that, that phrase too much, but we really have to embrace the fact that where the struggle comes, where the challenge comes, because I personally had to do that about starting over after 25 year career, that it wasn't gonna happen by itself. And we have to be willing to take ownership, take responsibility, surround ourselves with the right people, be willing to understand that a stumbling block can become a stepping stone. Um, and it, it is purely to me, my mindset, because physically, there were a lot of guys. And if you look at it from, from a female athlete perspective, a lot of human beings who perform at that same level. But what separated him was the willingness to do the hard work and keep doing it when it became easier, probably not to. Yeah. That's, what I take from
1: that. yeah that's great and and you, you noticed if you're listening to this how bruce kind of changes words up a little bit and he did just with one word he can change the whole meaning of a, a sentence he can change the whole mindset and that's why i love listening to and reading bruce's quote-unquote stuff is because it gives you a new perspective you know uh I have to do this. I get to do this. Right. Or just one word, one word can change the whole thing. And and, you know, RG3 had a lot of talent. Right. A lot of people don't realize this, but he was a world class sprinter to hurdler. He was supposed to be in the Olympics before he hurt his knee playing football or at least had a chance to be in the Olympics, I should say. So he was a world class athlete already. So he had talent but the best player in college football, he had to put in the work. He got to put in the work, right? He had the opportunity. He got the privilege of putting in the work and driving it. So then how do you handle high, high pressure situations? I know I provided you questions. I said, how do you hi, handle high pressure situations in life, but in business or, or whatever the case is, or we could just use it, you know, the life and it can apply to different things. How do you handle high pressure situations?
0: So for me, I, at first, and, and we're all in them, right? And, and I'm not saying mine is any different or better or, or the pressure's harder than anyone else's. It's, 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 our, it's our reality. For me, number one is to get grounded. So, so what, what does that mean? That means call on our health, call on our fitness, call on our diet. I see you drinking some water there. Get, you know, get the rest you need, hydrate. Get, get centered around the things that allow you to be your best self before you even start. That might be your faith. That might be nutrition. That might be your fitness. That might be your family. But but get grounded there, then relax. You got to get into a sense of if it's so so focus. To me, can be tight. Like mm, like okay, I'm gonna focus, and all of a sudden, you know, your 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 uh, you know, your your forehead gets wrinkled, and you get kind of tight. But to me, it's almost like release, release the energy, because if you I had the opportunity to hear you, uh, two days ago, Derek Jeter do a talk and, and I was preparing for this. I thought this might be a, a, a great comment that someone can take. And it's not mine. He said, the more prepared you are, the slower things move, the less prepared you are, the faster they seem to move. So if we can get grounded and relax, and we're talking about making contact. I mean, you know, we're all can get in a slump, but if we slow things down, we get relaxed. Sometimes slow is smooth and smooth becomes fast. So that's what I try to do. I try to step back from the moment, from the situation, because I own own the pressure I put on myself or I owe, I owe, I own choosing to accept the pressure that the situation seems to have. You know, yeah. you, you almost mentally prepare to be the guy or the gal that wants the ball in the moment where the most pressure is there, and that takes practice, building on experience. It takes a moment, and we talk a little bit about making contact and change the momentum. And that's what I love about that word is it only takes a moment to change the momentum. So I would take it grounded with the things that help you be prepared for that and then get into a state where the issue, the problem. So go to a faith thing. Mm-hmm. I need to stop telling God how big my problems are and start telling my problems, how big my God is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See how Bruce can flip the script, make you think a different way. You know, you talked about, and I, and I'm going to butcher this, but choosing to accept the circumstances or choosing you know, you make the choice. There are a lot of people under pressure right now. You you talk about your, your layoff. I mean, we've got yesterday, yeah. Facebook announced a bunch of layoffs, Redfin, uh, a large, another company announced a thousand layoffs. So, the, so yesterday, about 12,000 people, at least 12,000 people in the United States yeah. went to work thinking they had a job. And left job, the the work, left work that day, not having a job. So that's a little bit of pressure, right? They yes, woke yes, up today. So day.
0: So, yeah. so I gotta remember this all the time. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, that was not my first layoff, and that was not my last layoff. So yeah. um, <laughs> you could say, why is this guy talking? He can't keep a job. But the point being, I never want this to sound like I've got it figured out. And in fact, if there's one nugget that someone can take who might be listening to this who is impacted by that, Colin. Um, that that's where I want to stay as I try to get better at this every day. So it's not like I've got it all figured out. It's, it's a journey. And the thing I love about that word is the first two letters capitalized and the last letter capitalized mean joy. Yep. So if we can, when there's pressure, when there's stress, when there's those unknowns, if we can search for joy in the journey, and here's one way to do it. Write down three things you're grateful for today. In the midst of this wild storm, that you have no idea where you're going to take the boat next, what are the three things you're grateful for? That can help you get grounded, and that can help you potentially get a little bit of that relaxation we talked about.
1: Yeah, when we talked, when I talked with Mark uh, Ellis, wh- whom you know too, um, on this podcast, we talked about writing down the things you're you're grateful for. But I want to talk about something that. Um, let's talk about your book your 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 published book your book that's out already above the chatter our words matter it's not your word it's our words right i did type it up right, it's
0: above the chatter our words matter our, so there we, we go out if that's okay
1: oh yeah of course there we go yeah. if you watch if you're not watching this if you're listening to it he just put held the book up so um you can get it in a number of places including i'm sure amazon
0: amazon will will, will uh you know, we'll just close probably with some of the social ways. Social we ways will. That. We will. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. So, you know, the book, man, it was started out as a journal. Like I just started writing that stuff down on my phone and then sharing it, as I said. And then as I talked about that, that sort of that feedback, and not that you're looking for, you know, a million likes, that's not what this was about. It was, this is, this might be making an impact for someone besides me. And quite honestly, that quirkiness, of my dad loved crossword puzzles. And so he was always with words and letters. And it was always sort of a, uh, that was something that I was ashamed of or embarrassed of, but it wasn't something I'd walk into a room and say, hey guys, I got this thing about this word. Let's look at it this way. You know, you know, the word sword, you just take the S and you put it at the end and it becomes words. So words are our sword. I didn't walk into a party or a meeting. Hey guys, Pulver's here. He's got the new word. It, it was, might very well
1: be a condition. A it's a name
0: right? No. And, and you know, it wasn't something that I I kind of published out there. It was just something that I always thought about things a little differently. But then it became something that that started bringing some impact. And when that happened, it just launched into the journal. And then it's like, okay, well, what about a book, maybe? And so incrementally, I stepped into what would that mean, and how do you go about doing that? And just tried to apply myself to learning something new. Uh, landed with a company that helped me with the book. And and then, you know, it was now start speaking about it. And I'm like, well, I've been doing sales presentations all my life. I can do feature, you know, advantage, benefit. I can do so what, so that. I mean, I got all of that, but but this is personal. And, and the other thing that this was, which was a challenge for me, Colin, was does my story matter? And I think a lot of folks think about that is, you know, I just went through this thing. I figured it out. I got another job. I'm and we sometimes diminish that that may have a real impact. So I would encourage folks to really think about their story because they can, in fact, impact others. So it became that. And then, you know, an audition opportunity for a TEDx came in. So it just sort of, it wasn't a master plan. I wish I could say, yeah, I sat down and I mapped out, had a you know, a, a Gantt chart and all this stuff, of what I was going to do. But as we started this talk, it really was about trying to be a a little bit more of my potential every day and walk in the walk that that my faith was pulling me towards that I wanted to be in so that's kind of that's kind of all that it it kind of you know came up to be and and so I continue to write and it just keeps as as long as I feel I'm making an impact I'm going to keep writing
1: yeah yeah well, you should. You should keep up with the acrostics. I think there might be another project underway and, you know, don't want to spend too much time. Of, they'll keep that top secret under the wraps. Or do you want to talk about that at all?
0: Yeah, it's it's a little too early to okay. uh, let that out um, because there's a lot of ways it could go. But but keep, but keep know that I will continue to contribute here because, A, I'm a mouse in my own laboratory, guys and gals. This isn't something that Pulver's got figured out and, and just sort of preaches from the top. I mean, I'm, I'm in the messy part where, you know, I need to remember to dream. So I wrote the d- word dream a couple of days ago, right? Mm-hmm. I need to remember that it's important sometimes for me to go first. So I wrote go first this morning. So these are ways for me to kind of kick myself in the tail uh, that I'm just hoping they create a ripple, continue to do that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It will. It will continue to create a ripple. And like I said, I, I've enjoyed. Uh, there's a lot of times when I've got issues going on, and you know, I, uh, for some reason, your stuff's always at the top of my feed, which is great. So I, I love. That's a good way to. It's kind of motivational, inspirational, right? We can all use that. And um, so, what I want to do for a couple minutes, I did this a couple weeks ago. And want to do something a little bit fun and okay. uh, you know it's called who was better and wow. i actually this one i'm going to do as a musical muse, musicians also um i believe you're a musician and i forgot to mention that right you're a jazz or you're into jazz a little I bit dude. Yeah. yeah so i i forgot to mention that sorry but you know i, I picked two artists and we're just going to talk about for a couple of minutes and maybe not even that long about who's better. Now, this one might even almost go without saying, some people might say, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. So what I've done is I've taken, you know, a couple of weeks ago with Mark, Mark Ellis, we did a, a Flock of Seagulls versus Madness. But um, we're going to go with a couple of probably a little bit better known names right now. We're going to go with who was better, Billy Joel or elton john i guess i should say yeah who is better billy mm. joel or elton john
0: wow well as a musician and i, I grew up in my father's shadows uh, as a jazz drummer which which he was um man the tough part was com- comparison in that in an arts frame so you're gonna okay you'll get me to give you an answer but i gotta couch it first the in- i go by impact when right. i think when i think of anyone what kind of impact did they make was what they did being done before they did it, or not? And, and to me, those are where the were the where the big ones really happened. I mean, sure. I, I love both artists, right? I probably relate a little bit more to Billy Joel, just kind of because of the lyrics and maybe some of the the life kind of things. Yeah. Uh, Elton Man, though, did he transcended music? Right? He's he did he's done so much movies scoring. All of that, um, you know, love both of them. If they, okay, let's put it this way: if both tickets were there, it's the same night in different locations. I'd probably pick a Billy Joel.
1: Wow, wow! That, did you mean to say Elton John, or did you mean oh, to say? I meant, Billy I meant to say Billy Joel, just because I think from a from a
0: rela- relatability standpoint, I just I just think that's just he's maybe a little bit more I'm mean, a little more relatable to me.
1: But I hey, mean, remember everybody. Bruce Pulver is a word smith. He is a word expert, so he is not going to get himself pinned into a corner and choose who is better. He is just going to say who he would prefer if given the same option on the same mic. And, and you I know think, what? I think, I think
0: life is better because they've both done what they've done.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Piano Man and some of those songs are great, but but Elton John, I just. The older I get, the better both of them get too, to me, right? Um, Those songs and just you realize the talent and and it's it's unbelievable what they can do. I'm going to have to say, yeah, if I had them both right by each other, I might do Billy Joel too. But I think, quote unquote, better might be Elton John. I don't know. That's a tough one. And we're just going to have to leave it as a, we're just going to call it a draw, I guess. I don't know. Thank Um, goodness they're both here. What's that? Thank
0: goodness they both are here.
1: I know, absolutely. So let's talk about pressure. Let's get back to pressure for a minute. um, And then we're going to wrap up. But if someone is under extreme pressure, they just got laid off from a job or they just found out a child is sick or they've got a deadline uh, in business or they just started a company uh, or uh, a client has left them. I mean, there's so many scenarios that can cause pressure. So if someone is an extreme pressure in life, business, really anything, what kind of advice do you have for them to just make contact?
0: Allow yourself to feel every one of the emotions that you're going to feel in that situation. Wow. Anger, uh, angst, um, not me. Uh, what do you mean? You're kidding. Um, oh, no, I'm panicking. Go ahead and let yourself understand that those are things that are many times visceral. They're things that just are, are emotions. Sometimes, sometimes they're they're, not, they're they're chemically related in your body to fight or flight or to defend or or back off. So so just kind of be aware that we are we are beings that have emotions that we we need not suppress them. You know, it's kind of like keeping a, a beach ball that's inflated under the water. Right? You can do that for a while. But that, that doesn't fix the pressure. So, so don't just sum, submerge them or suppress them, right? So I think, but we're bigger than any of our problems, right? In whichever, what for me, it's faithful. Whichever way, you've lived through everything you've been through thus far. So you are resilient. You may not know how, but you got to say, yes, I can. You expect success in challenging activities now. Y-E-S-I-C-A-N. You can start with that. It's not going to solve it. So, so that that's what I'd say. You know, there's a lot of songs, and everything's going to be all right, et cetera. But, and, and that's a good place to, to try to get yourself, but then you've got to take some kind of action. And another thing I love about that word is it's got its definitions right in it. It's got I plus act plus on. That's all, I mean, that right there, I gotta take some action. So I would say start moving in the direction you can. My faith yeah. tells me that God likes to hit moving targets.
1: Yeah, and you know Doug Stutzman said once he's and I'm sorry if I interrupt yeah. you. Doug Stutzman said, and and it may be a quote from somewhere else or or whatever, and it or come from somewhere. But I remember him posting on on one of our other podcasts uh, some notes about uh, or his his quote or the statement he made was action always solves the problem, right? Action is going to solve the problem, and I, I actually thought about that this morning because I have a problem going on with something, and I'm like, "All right, well, what is the action? Right, the yeah. action." But but I love what you said about the emotions are okay. Everybody, don't 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 say, "Oh, I can't be upset or I can't be worried or I can go through the emotions and then take the action." Right, the, yeah, the emotions and, are and, okay.
0: And, and, and there's another word that that jumps at me often is the word commit. Mm-hmm. I mean we have to do these hard things like rg G3. He, he made a commitment to do those things. It wasn't every once in a while. It wasn't, um, I'll get around to it. Or it wasn't, ah eh, not interested today. There, there's certain things that in order to get to where you want, you have to commit. Simple way to look at that is saying it to yourself this way, in vertical again, count on me making it there. Mm-hmm. Commit. So that's like making a promise to yourself that, that you'll do it or you'll stop doing it or you'll change doing it uh, in a way that's gonna get you in the direction that you, you know, t- to move either away from the challenge, meaning you're 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 growing out of it, or to you have know, I mean, sometimes you have to tackle this thing head on. And mm-hmm. you know, so to activate it, I would say go ahead and make that commitment. So count on me making it there and then make incremental steps. Mm-hmm. I don't try to solve it all in one workout or in one meal or in one job interview or in one edited resume. It, just stay on the path every day.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And see, awesome. I'm going to keep saying it. Count on me making it there. That's an acrostic, everybody. You you write the word, count on me making it there. And then you post it on social media and then you have to do it for 700 more days or whatever and then you. Well, can
0: the, be the other point though is is surround yourself with folks who will help who will lovingly keep you committed and accountable
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know sometimes uh let you know kind sometimes is clear to be clear sometimes is to be kind and you know surround yourself with folks that will help you be accountable and that could be that could be your what your phone set an alarm that says i'm going to breathe for five minutes at the top of the hour or I am going to get up and walk, or you know whatever those things are that you're trying to drive to, set yourself in a, a technology accountability buddy. They're there.
1: Yep, that's right. So what are you reading these days? What's what what's on your, your reading? Things.
0: Yeah, just finished a great book that just released uh, by a guy named Brian Unel U N E L L. It's called Ordinary Leadership. It's a very quick read. Uh, I've known the guy; he's a friend. The book's amazing. It's about ways to lead you know, be an extraordinary leader, but doing kind of ordinary things. And he talks about clarity, He talks about specifics, he talks about, um, you know, starting your day a certain ways. So it's called Ordinary Leadership, uh, Brian Unell, U-N-E-L-L. And then, uh, so I get a lot of books because in the author world, and, and I just, I just love talking about some other folks. Sylvia Marusik, M-A-R-U-S-Y-K, wrote a book called Testing Positive. And she went through some, cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment, hence the title, Testing Positive, and has a book of of kind of motivational quotes and steps you can take each day to apply that quote. So that's, that's another great book called Testing Positive. Uh, and of course, just wrapped up reading Dare to Lead by um, Brene Brown, which to me is uh, all about the whole vulnerability and stepping in and and, and being very clear and and, and, and um, you know articulate and authentic authentic about what you're doing so those are three books that uh, have been on my desk recently
1: so I've gotten so far away from reading I just listen to podcasts all the time now uh it's very uh, it's a, it's it's lazy in a lot of ways right it, it's really lazy i've've really got to get back into reading um what is the best way let's talk about if someone wants to get in touch, if they want you to speak, if they want your book, if they want to start following you. What's the best way?
0: Yeah, so for speaking in the book, uh, above the chatter, ourwordsmatter dot com, and there's a contact me page there. So above the chatter, ourwordsmatter dot com uh, is a way to kind of just understand a little bit more about the book and just to, to reach reach out to me via email. If you want to follow the social and but contribute, like comment and and you know share and and hey, here's a word I'd like or write your own word. Um, the handles are pretty much the same on Facebook and Instagram. It's above the chatter, Bruce Pulver. And then LinkedIn, you know, to me, I'm blending, you know, that potential building along with professional and it's just, it's Bruce Pulver. There aren't too many of us, P-U-L-V-E-R out on LinkedIn. And, you know, you can, you can, uh, follow me there and you'll get those on your feed.
1: Yeah. And we'll, and we'll make sure we'll, I'll put those up on the video and hopefully people will reach out to you if they need you. So I'm going to end with a couple of quotes and then conclude, um, you know, when you look up quotes on pressure, a lot of them are athletes, right? So we, we talked about RG3 and we've talked about different. So athletes are under an extreme amount of pressure because they've got to perform to make the money, right? Or to, to get their scholarship or whatever. So Tommy Lasorda, the LA Dodgers coach said, pressure is a word that is misused in our vocabulary. When you start thinking of pressure, it's because you've started to think of failure um and I, and I think that's so true right that the pressure is what if i don't do this what if i don't succeed what if i don't make money what if i don't do this but then also like with the late i guess that was the late tommy sorda this la sorda of, this is the late kobe bryant says everything negative pressure challenges is all an opportunity for me to rise right and there, there are a lot of I have this quote from Billie Jean King. She seems intense, man. She had a great quote. It's about pressure, pressure. And all I want to do is win, 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 win. It's a great quote. Uh, so there's a lot of great quotes about pressure out there. Um, Bruce, I want to thank you for joining us today. And I, I'm if, if, you, if you're listening still or watching this still, I do want to encourage you, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, or going to his webpage or, or whatever, getting the book, whatever the case may be, Follow follow you you'll appreciate seeing some of these words showing up in your feed with the acrostics and the poems and the messages that that it will deliver to you and i also want to say to everyone please like subscribe follow share the podcast you can also go to colin harbor c-o-l-l-i-n-h-a-r-b-o-u-r dot com um i started blogging i'm a blogger now bruce i'm i'm going the blogging route some um so I'm trying to build out the site. I'm learning WordPress. It's very intense. I'm stretching the limits of my uh, technical abilities. And I've still got some stuff to update there, but you, you can go there, uh, please, to, to read blogs or, or, or to blog posts or do other things. So Bruce, you got any wrap up here? We've got a couple of minutes tops, but yeah, do you got anything else to say?
0: Just one thing, another thing I took from Derek Jeter, um, and I wrote to. I was looking at it as you were going through from an athlete's quote, he said, he was talking about action. And he said, I eliminate negativity. I try to eliminate it every step I get because the last, as you wrote it down, the last thing you think is the first thing you do. I'll leave that one with you. The last yeah. thing that you think is the first thing that you do. <laughs> So if you are in the batter's box trying to make contact, and you, you, you think don't miss, you might. If you step in there and say, I'm making contact, you've got a better
1: chance of being successful. That's right, and you can use that in sales. You can use that in a job search. You can use that in pretty much anything you do, right? If your word is, if your if your, if your thoughts are, they're not going to answer. Probably not, right? Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of things that come there. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Bruce, uh, for joining us today. And uh, just make contact. Remember, colinharbor.com. And I hope everybody has a great day. And no pressure, no diamonds. Don't worry about the pressure. Don't sweat this pressure. We all have pressure. It's going to be what you make of it that you're going to be happy about. Thank you.